Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. He's worthy, God is. He's worthy, our God is. Thank you. 
thanks once again in the name of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenton, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. Where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, yes, God is worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, yes, God is again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. We thank God for another day, another privilege, another opportunity to worship him and to lift up his holy name. We thank God for all that he is, all that he has done, is doing, and is going to do as God has been extraordinarily good to us. And we thank him for his spirit. We thank him for his grace. We thank him for his mercy. We thank him for his power. We could spend all of the rest of eternity just thanking God for various things that he has done. Uh, For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Sin is the Problem. The word of God is the solution. I encourage you out there, child of God, on the sound of my voice, don't let the devil fool you. you got you thinking all kind of stuff is the problem. Really, the only real problem that you and I have is this little three-letter word called sin. Sin, when, when sin is in operation, it leads to all sorts of other things. A lot of times sin be leading to sickness, sin be leading to, to hell, sin be leading to death, sin be leading to to poverty, sin be leading, often sin be leading to all kinds of stuff. Well, God has given us his word so that we can come up out of all kinds of stuff. We look at capital A and we come to understand that what sin is, it's all wrongdoing. If it's wrong, it's just sin, whatever it is. Uh, We looked at 1 John 5 and 17, Romans chapter 5 and 21. Capital B, the question was asked by Many individuals in Scripture, what do we do about this sin? Well, some people try to hide it. Some people try to cover it. Some people try to pretend like it doesn't exist. All of these are wrong answers. You know, so what do we do in regards to sin? We looked at Luke chapter 3, verse 10, Acts chapter 2, verse 37. What we need to do is, is, is confess it, repent of it. Uh, if we're not baptized, get baptized. If we are baptized, then start moving and doing the right thing. Capital C, we looked at yesterday how our words complicate or compound the problem. Our little words, our little, you know, our little two cents. God don't need that. 
what God wants out of you and I is what he has put in you and I, which is his word. First Timothy 6 and 3. Look at 2 Timothy 4 and 15. Brings us on down to capital D for today. Our will gets in the way. Our will gets in the way. We're going to look at Luke 22 and 42. Prepare yourself to be blessed today, children of God, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 22, special focus, verse 42. On the New International Version, our scripture reads as follows. Jesus said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, not my will but yours be done. Capital D, what? Our will. It gets in the way. It gets in the way. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you again, Father, for another day. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for food, clothing, and shelter. Thank you for everything that you have done, the things that we know of, the things that we don't. Father, we appreciate you. We glorify you. We trust, Father, as your people are tuning in in mass numbers that your word has manifested itself. You told us and you promised us that I and if I be lifted up from the earth, you told us that you would draw all men unto you. Father, we thank you for allowing us the privilege to lift you up from the earth, to lift you up in praise, to lift you up in worship, to lift you up in the study of your word and the exaltation of your name. And, Father, we thank you for uh, doing just what you said you would do in the drawing of men and women. I pray, Father, that as uh, your people are being drawn to hear what your servant has to say, uh, as you give him utterance and as you give him uh, wisdom, I pray, Father, that souls are being saved in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Father, that, that souls who are already saved are growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray that eyes are coming open, minds are coming open, that your good, pleasing, and perfect will is being done in the hearts and minds of your people in the four corners of the earth. This is our prayer we count done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, amen and amen. Here we are, children of God. Luke 22, verses 39 on down to 45. Jesus praying on the Mount of Olives. He's just finished up with the Lord's Supper. He's just let his disciples know that they were all they were going to strike the shepherd, the sheep were going to scatter. Now here he is in the Mount of Olives, about to go through one, the most severe trial of his life. Jesus was soon to be arrested, soon to be uh, abused, soon to be crucified, soon to die. Jesus is about to go through the most severe trial and test of 
his life. Disciples, you know, really didn't take seriously what Jesus was saying. Jesus had told them, you know, to pray. Instead of praying, they would sleep. Some of us be doing the same thing. God, see, because God be saying, look, I know what you're getting ready to go through. I know what kind of trial. I know what kind of test. God said, I know what's getting ready to happen on that job out there. God said, I know what's getting ready to happen in your family. God said, I know some folk getting ready. God said, I know the trial that you're about to experience. And God be saying to some of us, pray. We be like, man, Lord, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. God be like, pray. We be go to sleep. Then when the trial hit, just like with Jesus' disciples, they weren't prepared. Jesus was prepared when the trial hit. Why? Because God had told him the trial was coming. God had told him what to do, and Jesus did it. Some of us, under the sound of my voice, God done told us that the trial is coming. We ain't listening. God done told us what, we, what he wants us to do. We ain't trying to do it. Then when the trial comes, we're looking stupid. May you not be looking caught looking stupid in the name of Jesus Christ. Disciples sleep. Jesus said, look, pray that you will not fall into temptation. Well, they didn't. They didn't. They, they kept going to sleep. Well, when the trial came, they fell right into temptation. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? What you trying to get us to understand? Some of us are falling into temptation because when God is telling us to pray, we'd rather be asleep. God is telling us to pray, we'd rather be watching TV. God is telling us to pray, we'd rather be talking on Facebook. God is telling us to pray, we got something else to do. Then when temptation comes, you fall right in. We fall right in. Lord, help us. In Jesus' name. Jesus, I pray. Pray. Look at verse 40. On reaching the place, he said to his disciples, pray that you will not fall into this temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. Now he said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Father, if you are willing. Now, look at, look at something very important here, children of God, because this will keep some of you all out there from spending a whole lot of time running your mouth and talking a whole bunch of crazy stuff that God ain't got no plans of doing. Jesus said, Father, if you are willing. In other words, if it's a part of your good, pleasing, and perfect will for me, if it's somehow possible for me not to have to go through what I'm about to go through, then take, then, then take this cup, all right? But then he came back with the most powerful prayer points. See, you see, in, in, in Africa, a lot of times in Africa, especially Nigeria, our African brothers and sisters, they have what's called prayer points. You know, I, I've been in places, man, we spend, you know, the better part of the night praying, praying. And there'd be prayer points. Prayer point would be something like, you know, it will be a specific something that, that everybody will be focused their attentions on praying on. All right, prayer point. They call them prayer point. We might, you know, pastor might say, all right, uh, saints, we got three prayer points tonight. You know, three prayer points, three things. We're going to pray that, you know, God will bless us with the finances that we need in order to complete our building. Everybody praying. Everybody just start praying. Everybody, and then, you know, in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Everybody will stop. He said, prayer point number two, we'll pray that God will grant us the wisdom to be able to carry out the, uh, uh, the program that he has called us to. Everybody start praying. Everybody praying. And then after certain, in Jesus' name, we pray. And in prayer point number three. All right. So prayer points are specific items that we are praying, we are asking God for, we are talking to God in regards to. Well, Jesus came back with one of the most powerful prayer points you ever gonna find, child of God. 
And that prayer point was this, not my will, but your will be done. You say, boss, what you're trying to get us to understand? The most important prayer point you will ever have is in letting God's will be done. In other words, letting things go, letting things happen, letting things materialize, letting things move. Sometimes you gotta let you gotta let folk go. Sometimes you gotta let people, places, and things you gotta let them go. Now our will, no, that boy got to stay. That girl got to stay. Our will, no, that husband got to stay. That wife got to stay. Our will, no, I gotta keep this job. I got to keep this car. I got uh, our will be like, but let let God's will be done. When you get to the place where you can let God's will be done, let me tell you something, child of God out there on the sound of my voice. I don't know who you are, but God says that somebody under the sound of my on the sound of your voice, Robert, has been stressing themselves out, worrying about this, worrying about that, worrying about how this gonna go and how that gonna go. And God said, when you get to the place where you can let God's will be done. Stress will move down close to zero in your life. Don't worry about it. God already, listen, worry is not going to change how God already knows things going to turn out. God already knows what you're going to do, what I'm going to do, what we're going to have. No matter what we say, no matter what we do, God already knows what we're going to do. Remember, Jesus just finished telling his disciples they're going to strike. Jesus, look, these disciples, man, they've been casting out demons in the name of Jesus. They've been healing the sick in the name of Jesus, man. These cats, man, they kind of got feeling pretty good about themselves, man. They were being used real nice. Jesus, look, let me tell you something, you know, before, uh, you know, they're going to strike the shepherd and all you sheeps going to be scattered. No, no, no. See, see, why? Because God already know what you're going to do. Listen out there on the sound of my voice, child of God. God already know every sin you're going to commit. Just like he know every sin that, that you and I have ever committed, he already know every sin that we're going to commit. God already knows every good deed that you and I are going to do. He know, just like he know every good deed that we have done, he know every good deed we're going to do. You ain't going to tell God nothing he don't know. You ain't going to explain nothing to God. That's why the Bible tells you, let your yeses be yes, and your noes no. Anything else, be, anything beyond that come from the evil one. We're trying to explain. God already knows. Some of us want to explain our sin. You see, apostle, this is why I'm sinning. Listen, God don't want to hear it, and neither do I. Let's just call it what it is, repent, and change our behavior. God don't want to hear no explanation from sin, because there is no valid explanation for sin. Only thing you're doing is fooling yourself, making yourself feel better about it. Confess it and renounce it. Robert, what you doing? Lord, I'm sinning right now. All right, well, let's fix that up. Let's straighten that out. Okay, all right. Not no, uh, see, here's why, uh, Lord, because, you see, if, uh-huh, God said, look now, see, nobody trying to hear all of that, what you're talking about. Confess it and renounce it. Let God's will be done in you. Stuff that God wants you to do, go ahead on and do it. Quit trying to kick against that. Because in the long run, you're going to end up hurting yourself. That's who you end up hurting. God trying to get you to do something, you trying not to do it. In the long run, you're going to end up hurting you. See, the problem, God said, Robert, is a lot, of, a lot of my people, they don't know how I think. They don't know how I think. And they don't know how I operate. 
when you, God has made it possible for us to get into his mind. So I said, I ain't, you know, I ain't trying to hide nothing. You know, not from my children, not from the wise and learned. God said, I'd be hiding all kind of stuff. For jokers who feel like they're going to outsmart me, for jokers who feel like they know more than me, for jokers who feel like, I'm, God said, I'd be hiding all kind of stuff. The Bible talks about how God has hidden these things from the wise and learned. But God said, I reveal them to my little children. I say, I tell y'all, I'll show y'all, y'all my children. But you got to want to know how God thinks. God is as complex as he is, as awesome as he is. God said, Robert, I'm real, I'm real, real simple. You know, I watched a movie the other night, a movie called Evolution. Funny movie to me. I remember it came out in the early 90s. You know, Meteor came to Earth had some living stuff on it, living stuff started evolving and becoming into all kind of stuff. But by the crescendo of the movie, after the stuff had evolved and become mammal-like creatures, plants, done all kind of things, it went right back to a giant, single, a giant, basically um, simple organism. After all of the mutations and all of the, you know, uh, evolutionary changing. It went right, ended up going right back. And one of the scientists was talking about how that oftentimes the, the simplest, the simplest structure, you know, ends up being the most dominant. The simplest. It, it went, you know, it changed. Meteorite, when it first came to air, little, you know, little single cell, and they start coming together and doing all kind of stuff and evolved, evolved. Then it went right back to another, a very simple, simple organism. Well, so it is with God. As complex, as, God can be as complex as he, as he want to be, and God can be as simple as he want to be. You know, one man of God, I, the Lord is bringing in my spirit now when I was down in Kenya doing the last uh, missionary tour, had some programs at one particular church, and one one apostle came to me after after the meeting. He said, Apostle, he said, your, your messages are very, very simple, but very, very powerful. And I was like, you know, we, we bless God. We praise God. That's how I look at God's word. God's word is very, very simple, but it's very, very powerful. God's word is very, very simple, but it has the power to turn your life around. God's word is very, very simple, but it has the power to have you operating in the miraculous. You go throughout the scriptures, I don't care if you go from Genesis to Revelation, you'll find God giving people very, very simple instructions, a lot of times, that did great, great things. Peter walked on water, not because Jesus gave him a, a dissertation or a, a doctoral thing. Jesus walked, Peter walked on water, all Jesus said was come. Very simple. Oftentimes with God, the simplest answer is the best. Sometimes we be overthinking stuff, trying to think too deep, trying to get all. To, and God be like, there it is right there. Father, if you are willing to take this cup. Now, this cup was the suffering that Jesus was about to go through. It wasn't like Jesus was out there holding a, holding a frosty. Child, you know what I'm saying? It, this cup was that suffering that Jesus was about to go through. 
if it's so Jesus said, look, if it's possible, take this suffering, Lord, that I'm getting ready to go through. But then he came back and said, yet not my will. What is will? Will is what you want or what we want. You had to get a three-word definition for will, what we want. We all have a will. We all got a certain car we want. We all got certain car, uh, clothes we want to wear. We all got certain movies we want to see. We all got certain food we want to eat. It's what we want. Now, what we say the subtopic was, our will, what, gets in the way. Now, as long as you keep right on running, running real strong with what you want, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of what God wants. So what is that? We're right back to the seesaw. You know, I told you about the seesaw. When one side is up, the other side is down. You say, boss, what you doing now? When you got a whole lot of your what you want, a whole lot of your will, then that means a whole lot of God's will is not being done in your life. And one side is up, other side is down. But then when you start getting a whole, whole lot of God's will going, then you're going to have a little bit of your will. And then if you really work that thing just right, then what will end up happening is your will will start becoming God's will. That's when you that's when you really cooking in this thing. When you make yourself want what God wants for you, so you're not kicking against the goals. Might start out where, you know, God be like, man, I want you to do this right here. We'd be like, man, come on now, Lord, I don't want you to be doing that. Look, look at Jesus. Man, I got to go through this suffering like this, man. Come on in. But then Jesus like, look, Yo, you got the best will, so let me get with that. Let me get with that, because you got the best will. Yeah, Lord, I might have wanted to, to, to play professional basketball, you know, travel around the world playing professional basketball, but you got me want me to travel around the world preaching your word. You got the best will. Lord, look, I might wouldn't mind. Uh, getting with talk shoe and collecting uh, $1 per download, all these saints around the world, all these people around the world clicking on download and watching different things. But you say, freely I have received, freely I shall give. You got the best will, Lord. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Your Christian walk, my Christian walk, is a series of rejection of our will in order that we might accept God's will. That's that's the bottom line. Now, the, the more you do that, the more blessed you will be. The more you do that, child of God, the happier you will be. I'm telling you, the more joy you will experience. Because as children of God, you can't really be pleased if God is not pleased. It's not possible because he's in us. So God is upset. God is, is, is miserable. How do you think you're going to feel? So when we fall into the groove that God has cut out for us, there's no better place. There's no better place than being right in the center of where God wants you to be. There's no better place than doing just what God wants you to do. Operating in your God-ordained purpose. This is what, Lord, this is what you, ain't nothing like a drum being beat. Ain't nothing like a drum being beat. Man, you mess with a drum, don't be doing a whole lot of nothing till somebody start beating it. Why? Because that's what it was made for. Not your wife. Not your neighbor. See, that's why I didn't get the police on you. You're beating your wife. Ain't nobody hardly going to get the police on you and be beating your drum unless you're beating it too loud. Yeah, they're beating your neighbor. See, you, you see, see, you're not using things for what they 
what they made for. Drum, man, drum sit over there, man, that ain't bothering a soul. Ain't doing a whole lot till you start beating it. Mess around and start beating it. Mess around and start using it for its purpose. And watch how it'll be making some sounds and making some tunes and doing some things you might couldn't even imagine. So it is with you and I. Ain't nothing quite like a, 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 a you know, a, um, whatever it is. When it's used for its God-ordained purpose, man, it can really, it can really flourish. It can really flourish. Bible says after Jesus said this, look at verse 43 now, because I'm getting ready to encourage somebody. Somebody's getting ready to get encouraged right now, because somebody out there on the side of my voice, you've been kicking against God's will like a mug. You know who you are. I ain't got to give no names. Oh, those ain't got to give no names unless he want to. You've been kicking against God's will like a mug. I'm wondering why you just can't get right, just don't feel right. Stuff just won't. Go right, cause you're using it for the wrong purpose. Now that same drum set over there. Now if I start, you know, if I start trying to use it as a flotation device in the swimming pool, start trying to use it as a parachute, man, I'm gonna be miserable with it. If I'm put it in the water, it's gonna sink right down. I jump out in the plane with it, I'm gonna hit the ground. All kind of problems. But mess around and start beating it, just right. Now that it's being used for its purpose, oh man, some beautiful stuff can happen. So it is with us. So it is with our gifts. So it is with our talents, our abilities, our finances. You mess around, don't use your finances like God wants to use. God will be fixing up all kind of stuff for you to have to spend money on that you didn't plan to. Yeah, he did it in, in, in um, Hey Guys Day. A lot of people make all kind of money. Then God say, what you brought home, I blew it away. Man, you mess around with God if you want to. Okay, you don't want to give money to the to the to the to the church, like I told you guys, I fix it up so the IRS will contact you. You know, all of a sudden you got a mysterious IRS bill. God said you don't want to, you don't want to get the money to the church like I commanded you. God said I'll fix it up so you go to emergency room. I have an emergency room. They got you know, something, something to bite you. You got to go to emergency room. There's seventeen hundred dollars right there. God will find a way to eat your job up if you won't do and use it like it's supposed to be used. Now, God, when you're doing things like He won't. He'll begin to add to you and begin to multiply you. When you don't be doing stuff like God won't, he'll begin to start subtracting from you and divide. Mathematics. Mathematics, simple mathematics. Now, the question you got to ask yourself, do you want God adding and, and multiplying in your life, or you want God subtracting and dividing? Now, after Jesus had, had said, not my will... But yours be done. The Bible says an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. I want to encourage you, child of God, and let you to know that when you go ahead on and submit to what? God's will. God's got an angel that will be dispatched on your behalf to help you, to assist you. Angel ain't going to come help you do no craziness. Angel ain't going to help come help you help come help you do some stuff that's outside of God's will. But when you get to the place where you're, all right, Lord, I, I want to do this thing. Lord, I want to, you say you want me to preach every day? All right, Lord, then uh, uh, then I'm willing to do that. God said, all right, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to send that. I'm going to make sure you got a helper. I'm going to make somebody make sure that you're going to be helped. When we go ahead on and submit to God's will, stuff can be looking all impossible looking to us. 
But once you go on and submit to God's will, that which looked impossible, which seemed impossible, which felt impossible, when you submit to God's will, that ought to, man, that become, it become easy. Become easy. Or easier. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Watch this. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. I don't mean that we're not going to have to go through some trials. don't mean that we're not going to have to go through some difficulties and some hardships. But what Jesus went through was for you and I that we might be saved. Jesus was going all through all this because he had been out there sinning, because he had been out there partying on Saturday night, having two or three girlfriends on the side and some smoking some dope when the disciples weren't looking. This ain't <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus won't going through all of this because of his sin. He went through all of this because of our sin. This is why we thank him. This is why we praise him. The Bible says when he rose from prayer, he went back to the disciples. He found them asleep. Some of you all out there in the sound of my voice, you sleep, you sleepwalking. Sleepwalking in your church, sleepwalking on your job, sleepwalking in your marriage. Sleepwalking. You sleep. Wake up. There's some very serious things going on, some very serious things that are soon to come. I share with you all. God has already revealed there's some stuff coming to the United States that's going to blow, blow, blow all kind of little minds. Going to blow all kind of little minds. Some of y'all are going to be like, man, we ain't never even, man, this is, this is, don't you know that there were people in, 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 in Nazi Germany before Hitler started doing that craziness he did? There were, people in, there were people that were living. There were people that had houses and families and businesses. And then, then all of a sudden, here this joker come and bringing in a wave of stuff we ain't never even seen before. Ain't never seen nothing like this before. And the thing, the scary thing, as I look back at history and, 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 and study, that Hitler almost, he almost worked. If it hadn't have been for the United States and Russia, and I believe divine intervention by God, Hitler might have took over the world. We've been over here right now, Spreckens the Deutsch. Been preaching this message in, in German. No, Mike, no, not blacks, because I think he had some different plans for us. He might have been out in the back in the cotton field somewhere talking. Come on, saints. Wake up. Wake up. Disciples were exhausted from sorrow. And Jesus, even though they were exhausted from sorrow, some of you all understand my voice, you, you're exhausted from sorrow. Things have gone, you know, some things have happened. Jesus said, look, even with that, get up. Get up and pray. Jesus said, look, if you think what has gone on has been sorrowful, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now, out there on the sound of my voice, children of God, you think you've been through something? You ain't seen nothing yet. The Bible talks about how there's some times that are coming that are going to be of such a magnitude that if God didn't cut the days short, no one would survive. There's some craziness that's coming that if God don't cut the day, God said it, no one would survive. But the Bible says, but because of the elect, but for the sake of the elect, 
he's going to cut the day short. He's not going to let this craziness that's getting ready to come on the earth last for so long because of the elect, because of his church. Keep in mind, child of God, our will gets in the way. God don't care nothing about that mess you and I are talking about. God knows what's best for you. God knows what's best for me. This is why you don't let little bitty children decide what they're going to eat for dinner all the time. Children be like, man, I, Daddy, on um, Saturday I want pizza. On Sunday I want uh, uh, cookies. On Monday I want uh, Skittles. Uh-uh, son, eat that potato. Eat them vegetables. Eat that meat. Why? Huh? And maybe Friday we'll get some pizza. That don't sound bad for, for the night. But so, why? Because as parents, we know a little bit better about what a child needs normally than a child. Well, God is our Heavenly Father. He definitely knows better what we need. He definitely knows better what we need to be doing. He definitely knows better what we need to be wearing, what we need to be saying. He definitely knows better than we do. And to think that we know better, anything better than God, God says it's arrogance, God says conceit, and God says I will bring it low. Now, there it is. There it is. That's the message. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, forgive us of our sins debts, shortcomings, weaknesses, flaws. You know better than we do. Help us, Father, just as Jesus did. Come back to your good, pleasing, and perfect will. May your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. And Father, as you do these things for us and continue to do these things for us, we will be very careful to continue to give your name, which is above all other names, the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Three questions, saints. Keep these in mind. Why did Jesus tell his disciples to pray? that they will not fall into temptation. Why did Jesus tell his disciples to pray that they will not fall into temptation? Number two, what will God do when we submit to his will? What will God do when we submit to his will? And number three, the disciples sleeping was symbolic of what? The disciples sleeping at this time now was symbolic of what? Saints, you can reach us through email at thechrisconcernchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Freecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoe, call 724 444 
888-788-7444, enter ID 17959. I precast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.